So well done if you have made it to day five. And today we're going to go through fats and the fact that they are for fun, they are for flavor. And if you are someone who struggles with emotional eating, like firstly, you are in the majority of the women I work with. And for so many of us, we feel like we've got this kind of like self-sabotaging uh, little internal critic who's always derailing our best efforts to make meaningful and sustainable change. And I think that today's kind of webinar might really help you start to insert a little bit more love. And the funny thing is when we start to treat ourselves better, when we start to want this meaningful lifestyle change from a place of wanting to love ourselves more deeply rather than hate ourselves into change or shrink ourselves into a smaller body magic things will happen and uh, I have been called a magician before so let's see if I can create some magic for you today and help you start to um, unravel some of those less desirable kind of behavior patterns that you might feel like you're stuck in that are always taking you away from this version of yourself that you want to create because probably if you have been listening avidly to these podcasts you do want to inhabit a slightly different identity an identity of a person who always looks to nourish themselves optimally, who consistently has a training pattern, who always um, moves their body enough, and somebody who's basically taking their brain on this journey and is really trying to get some consistency with how they're treating themselves because it's all very well being all or nothing. And I think for so many of the women I work with, they come with this very much a perfectionist mindset and actually learning to find consistency is going to be the thing that actually shifts the dial for you. You don't need more intensity. You don't need to be told what to do. You need to start trusting yourself more. You need to start voting for being the type of person that you want to be. And you need to really feel like you're back in the driver's seat and you're not just kind of passively kind of going along people pleasing and not serving your needs or looking after your future self. So that's why I have been here. And hopefully you have signed up by now for the six-week reset. If you haven't, I'm going to keep um, sharing the link in the group. Um, there will be um, spaces available for you guys first before I kind of go out and sell more kind of publicly because I know you guys already have had this like little starter and you're going to be ready and raring to go when the six-week reset kicks off. So let's get on to the topics of the day. So fats are essential. And I talked about it a little bit in the kind of carb webinar. And I think we went so far away from thinking that we needed to include fats in our food. We went um, through that kind of low fat era that there can still be a bit of a hangover. And for so many women, we need um, fats in our diet because actually for our hormone health, it's absolutely essential that we do have fat in our diet because we can't... Um, we can't make this fat ourselves. We have to ingest it. And I think sometimes we don't realize that and we feel like we're doing our bodies a great service by choosing everything in its lowest fat variety when actually having some full fat versions of these foods in our diet is actually going to serve us better. So hopefully you can just hold on to that piece of information as well. Um, like I said, it's really important because fats help our bodies absorb some really important vitamins. These are fat soluble vitamins and they include vitamins like A, D and E. And 
Fats are actually what makes food flavorsome and helps us feel full. So again, if you think back to even some of these things like the slimming world where they give zero sins or something, but um, things like pasta or rice or potatoes, the problem is you never really feel that satisfied or satiated. But when you start bringing in and pulling in the right proportion of healthy fats into your foods, you will find that they taste better. You will find that you're fuller for longer. And it just gives you that feeling of a nice kind of hug in your stomach. Hopefully you're getting that now you're creating these plate method um, style meals. You do feel like you are serving your body on every single level. So physiologically, you are feeling full. You are feeling emotionally kind of satisfied because you've created these much more thoughtful plates of food for yourself. And again, you're gonna feel fuller for longer because you've got the night, you've got the right balance of macronutrients for your needs that suit your specific day. And I'm hoping now with this knowledge, you can start looking at your plates of food and being like, right, this is the type of day I've got. I'm gonna go for like an extra scoop of oats or I'm gonna maybe um, have one less scoop of oats and put in a little bit more nut butter. So again, I just want you to feel like you're starting to be a little bit more autonomous, that you've got a little bit more kind of knowledge to start shaping your blueprint for how you're going to be nourishing yourself, which is absolutely my aim. So just very briefly, I'm going to drop you guys the Amiga 3 um, Amiga 6 podcast because it goes into so much more detail and I cannot go into that. A, because I uh, learn information and it sifts through my brain very, very quickly. And uh, to Layla, who is the gut health nutritionist, um, is much better at saying it than me. But just very briefly, there are two essential polyunsaturated fatty, fatty acids, which are omega-3 and omega-6s. And they are essential and our bodies cannot create these fatty acids. So we must consume them in our diet. And in a nutshell, if you're not going to listen to the omega-3 podcast, just to know that it's the balance of omega-3s and 6s that often isn't right. So most of us have um, too much omega-6 and we don't have enough omega-3. So our ratio isn't correct. And what that means for our cells is, if you think about omega-3s being a bit like how... Um, you keep your cell membranes nice and slippery, a bit like olive oil. So things can move in and out of the cells. So you're not kind of suffering from inflammation. So, you know, the good stuff can move out, the bad, the in and the bad stuff can move out. And you've got this lovely fluidity in your cell membranes. That's what um, having this right balance is going to do. When the balance between your omega-3s and your omega-6s is not correct, um, Layla talked about it being a little bit more like your cell membranes are a golf ball, so they're impermeable. So things are not able to move in and out of the cells so easily. And obviously this is the cells throughout your body. So your hormone health, your eye health, your brain health, like the health of every single organ that you own will uh, be impacted upon if you don't have the right balance of omega-3 to 6s. And in a big nutshell, like even if you feel like you're someone who eats enough oily fish, like maybe three times a week, the likelihood is you're still not in balance and you still probably could do with a high quality supplement. If you're plant-based, there are also alternatives to get your omegas through like algae and things. But again, much more of that. If that has um, piqued your interest, go to the Omega 3 podcast. I'll reshare that link. <clears throat> and how to include them in your diet. So how do we include these delicious fats? Because actually we've got 
different types of fat. We've got the saturated fats and the easiest way to know they're saturated is because they're solid at room temperature. So things like your butters or your coconut oils are going to be saturated, whereas your unsaturated fats tend to be runny at room temperature. But I would say there is a place in your diet for all of the fats. But again, you might want your majority habit to be to leaning towards those unsaturated fats. So rather than having kind of slatherings of butter in your bread, you might be thinking, actually, I can smash up some avocado um, and maybe there's a little drizzle of olive oil over that as well. And just thinking really with that kind of Mediterranean diet, like we know, well, actually, so all of the research and nutrition basically boils down to one thing. What is the best um, diet for your health? And it is the Mediterranean diet. So just kind of thinking about the foods that exist in a Mediterranean diet. So lots of kind of fresh nuts and seeds and obviously fish and poultry and all of these delicious whole foods. But yeah, again, lots of poly, um, lots of unsaturated fats. So things like your olive oil and your avocado. Oh, I think this time I've even got this like to start moving. So I'm going to talk a little bit more. I'm going to park the idea of kind of like healthy fats. You already know because of the plate method that when we're looking at fats, we're really trying to think about like a drizzle, um, a drizzle of fat. So you don't need masses of fats in your meals, um, but you're just looking at adding that flavor and it will obviously improve how satiating those meals are for you as well. But now I'm going to take you on to what happens. So you've built your plate method. So tiny little reminder, half of your plate, non-starchy vegetables. So your kale, your broccoli, your uh, mixed bag of lettuce, your tomatoes, your peppers, your capers, whatever it is, you're sticking half of your, well, you're building half of your plate with these amazing rainbow vegetables first. Then you've got quarter of your plate as protein. You've got quarter as your um, carb, majority of the time your complex carb, but that could be a crumpet. It could equally be some whole grain rice or some quinoa or some couscous or some buckwheat. It can be anything. And then you're going to have your drizzle or sprinkle of fat. And then the last thing, and this thing is going to really elevate your meal. It's about your token of love. So once you've dished up, I want you to ask yourself, what else could I add to this meal? What, what's in the fridge? Like what's in the cupboard? So maybe it's going to be like a fresh squeeze of lime. Maybe it's going to be that you go and get some fresh or dried herbs and you just do a little sprinkle on top. Maybe it's going to be that you're going to dice up a little bit of chili. So you're just looking at your plate and then you're thinking, is there something I could do here to like elevate that um, flavor? So that is what I would like you to, I wanted to make the heart move again. I obviously moved the uh, slide on too, too quickly. So this really helps. And I think the reason this helps is that we so frequently eat standing up. We so frequently just hoover up our kids' leftovers um, and don't really think about our tastes, our preferences, the types of food that serve us best. And we just kind of end up being this like hoover going along with everybody else's preference and um, sort of, yeah, their tastes, not our own. So this extra level of detail might only take about three seconds, but it votes for you being the type of person that thinks about how you fuel your body, that thinks about how you could make that plate of food better. And I want you to start thinking 
about creating these plates of food as if you were creating them for the person you love most in the world. So again, what little extra love token can you put on? Because the women I work with, the majority of them do experience a degree of emotional eating that keeps them feeling quite stuck and frustrated. But what happens when you start thinking every time you're dishing up a meal, how can I make it better? Is you're basically just acknowledging that you do love yourself. And it's basically a way of giving yourself a bit of a hug, a bit of love. And that will feed into your later behaviors because I think so often when we're going back into the kitchen late at night, it's because we're tired. We maybe, we don't feel valued. We don't feel like anyone's kind of put our needs first and we've been looking after everybody else. Nobody looks after us. Therefore, we're gonna treat ourselves to this thing, whether it's a glass of wine, whether it's like chocolate, whatever it is, we feel like we deserve that treat because we haven't been treated. So I want you to reverse engineer it and think about, every opportunity you get to nourish your body, could you love yourself a little bit harder? Could you give yourself a bigger token of love? Even doing things like preparing your breakfast in advance for yourself. It's another vote for the fact that you're worth it and that you love yourself. And that is massively gonna play into how much emotional eating rears its ugly head. And it will never probably go away, but it's really gonna help you manage it when you don't feel like you haven't given yourself a second thought all day long until you get to nine o'clock in the evening and you're fed up and you're exhausted and you're tired. So that is that. Just brings me on really guys to this very second to last slide actually about the six week reset. And I talked about it yesterday and it's amazing that some of you guys are signing up already and I'm super, super excited. Like the reason I keep group coaching small is because I want to get to know you. So you will be flipping between like written check-ins directly with me and live Zoom accountability group coaching calls. And that is so we can build this community because it is so much easier to actually create meaningful lifestyle changes when we're accountable both to kind of like a coach, but even more so a community of women who have the same struggles as you, who have sedentary jobs, who are trying to hold down kind of like work, family life, socializing, who are trying to find a pattern of looking after themselves better that is compatible with their real life. So I want you to jump on this, particularly if you do have something like a holiday coming up, this timing is perfect for you. You need to have uh, examples in your memory bank of how you went on holiday and you were able to nourish yourself, even though you were on holiday, a little bit more in line with your goal of just starting to feel like you've got these superpowers. So it doesn't mean that you need to go on any kind of restrictive diet. I want you including all of the foods that you love. And I want you to start finding this normalization with food. So often, even if you're listening to this and you're like, yes, but Katie, I have got a body composition goal for health reasons, for whatever reasons, I need to shift like my BMI. I hear you, but I also would ask you the question, do you have a consistent pattern of nutrition, movement and training that you love, that you have consistently embedded for a number of months? maybe even years, because so often we're trying to jump the gun. So let's start carving out that blueprint of how you're going to be looking after yourself better. And then we can iterate on that and we can nudge things in the direction that you want to take it. But you need to develop some self-trust. You need to feel like you're back in the driver's seat. Your body and your brain need to start trusting you that this isn't just another fad. This isn't that, yes, you've done five days of nourishing me, but I know what happens every Monday. Like 
it needs to know that that feast famine mentality that you previously had, that all in or not in at all is a thing of the past. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. I did find quite a good quote. And it's basically about learning to change means having a different relationship with commitment. And if you are someone who's like, ah, you know, like totally like fucked up, I'm off the wagon because I went and had a family size bar of dairy milk. I'll start again on Monday. You really need to rethink because this kind of behavior is massively derailing and it is keeping you stuck. So learning to change is going to mean having a different relationship with commitment. And for you, that means more consistency, less perfection. And it means consistency over time because there is no point getting to your dream body if you don't know how to look after it and if you haven't had fun or learn anything along the way. So this is about taking you on a journey of finding a pattern of movement, nourishment and training that is compatible with your real life, that does align with the type of human you want to be and the type of lifestyle you want to have. And my job as your coach is to hold you accountable to getting there. But this whole process is a journey that isn't really a destination because there's always going to be flexibility with this. I absolutely can't tell you how much I love coaching. I really hope you're jumping on board. If you've got messages, uh, messages if you've got questions, let me know. I am very, very chatty. Um, and there's nothing more um, that I would love to do than help unstick you. So yeah, just let me know. And hopefully I'll see you inside the small group coaching program very, very soon. Thank you for spending your energy here. It's a massive privilege. If I'm in your ears, I'm just absolutely, yeah, so grateful that you've started to entertain the fact that there could be another way for you finding your happy. And um, hopefully it's been helpful. And hopefully I get to work with you directly very soon. So bye bye, guys.